0: and welcoming you to the Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is in the studio, ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's a primary care physician with the Avira Medical Group Brookings, at least until the end of June. Is that right? And then he's also a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota's Sanford School of Medicine. Good morning, Rick.
1: Good morning, Joan.
0: I think most of our listeners are aware now that you will be retiring from full practice... The end of this month, however, you will continue with the Is that correct?
1: Right. Uh, they said, you know, we got these young folks. We need to have them have a practice, and so uh, why don't you bow out of practice and be an educator? So, well, I've been doing that, you know. So that's that's what they You've wanted me to do. Been an educator
0: since you got into medicine, really. But you're so d- going to do it full time. Yeah, and
1: so the the research project is going to be uh, uh, both groups get dietary education and an encouragement to exercise. One group will be with 3 days of strengthening exercises and 2 days of walking and the other group will have 5 days of walking. So it's going everybody get wins, you know, you get both groups get what I think is the most important thing is encouragement to eat a balanced diet and to exercise on a regular basis, you know. And if you think about the it, the two groups will be those who have a BMI greater than 30 and those who are over 65. So, so we're if looking you for fit into
0: either one of those groups how yeah. would and you're interested in this research study that dr holm will oversee how would you contact dr holm to be in this study
1: i think if you just called the clinic and left a message that uh you want to be on the list
0: for dr Holmes' research study yes. so call the avira brookings medical clinic and your name will be on that list.
1: Yeah, put that name now. It's going to be first come and first serve. Yes, so you may not be chosen, we, but at least we, you have we, an opportunity I, to get. I in. think it'll fill up, but maybe not. You know, I don't Just, know. You people don't know. may or may not. I I've invited. Most of my patients are over sixty-five, and so not it's all. It's pretty of them. easy to invite them. All. It's it's pretty easy to invite them, you know. And what I really want is people to not fall, because falling is uh, so uh devastating if you break a hip because it a percentage of you know something a, a percentage of the people who fall will break it will go to the emergency room and in the emergency room 20 percent of them will have broken something it's a it's an amazing uh, uh percentage so after
0: and a certain age you do not want to fall you don't want to fall at all but if you're two years old or 10 years old and you fall You'd pop right up. When you hit 62 (laughs) or 72, you just don't pop anymore. It just doesn't
1: happen. Pop right up. No.
0: And, you know, the exercise class that I take up at the wellness center really emphasizes balance. And we do weight training as well as um, stretching. Really? But balance is really becoming stronger and stronger and more important. Probably because they've listened to your show and know how right. <laughs> important it is to have good balance. It does make a difference. I've talked to a couple of women in there who said, "I just can't. I can't balance in one foot like that." I said, "I couldn't either four years ago." Just do it as long as you can. And within a couple of weeks, people have better balance if they um, keep working at it.
1: It. There is no question about it. Uh, you know, our cerebellum, the balance part, and our inner ear. Is another balanced part. Those two parts coordinate with vision and with your proprioception. You know your nerves where you say it, where you know where you are in space, and that keeps you um, from falling. I mean that's those are the the the, the whole issue. He- hearing too. I mean all the input says, put your foot there. Here's how you keep from falling. I mean that's the whole story. But as those parts of your sensory um, Uh, uh, neurologic uh, parts uh, fade as you get older, uh, we know that strength is the other thing that that matters so much. And if you can strengthen your arms and your legs, uh, then um, it makes up for losses in proprioception and vision and hearing and and, uh, cerebellar function, inner ear function.
0: So we're very happy not to be falling. You know, before we take our break, I have to put a little plug in for uh, a local production. We have Prairie Dock, Prairie Dock, no, not Prairie Dock. I'm sorry, we're Prairie Dock. What's the summer summer rec, summer? Oh, theater? oh, we have
1: um, Prairie Repertory Theater. Prairie
0: Rep. You know, I was saying Prairie Doc, I couldn't get out Prairie Rep. Okay, Prairie Rep this summer is just doing a phenomenal job. This weekend we saw Smokey Joe's Cafe, and I thought of that when you're talking about falling. Those young people never stopped singing and dancing for two hours. I thought maybe there was a play, it was really music from the fifties and sixties and dancing and it was phenomenal. I have never seen dancing like that on that stage. They were just outstanding. They really were. And for anyone who has not gone to the prairie rep, not the prairie dock, uh
2: really get
0: tickets. Or Smokey Joes will probably play I know it's gonna play again in Brand, Brandon. Right,
1: right. In fact all three plays. We'll you know we're play on again. the third play right yeah. now. Yep. But, Um,
0: oh, it's a good production. So if you get a chance, anyone who really enjoys the music of the 50s and 60s, and i get got a feeling a few of you people are out there listening (laughs) right now, you would love this production, Smokey Joe's Cafe. That's my plug, and we'll be back right after these words. Doc Radio. I'm happy to have you listening today. I'm Joan Hogan, and in the studio with me is Rick Holm, our resident Prairie Doc, and he's ready to answer any questions you might have of a medical nature. Give us a call at 692-1430 with any questions you may have. Since we don't have a question yet, I did want to mention that tomorrow night on your television program, you're going to have a rerun of one of your really fine shows on head and neck cancer. When you first told me about that, I thought head and neck cancer, that's surprising, but... It's a I, big thing. It is.
1: Uh, you know, I, there are a lot of cancers that pop up. There's skin cancers of the head and neck, but there are cancers of the parotid gland, you know, the, the that makes saliva. And uh, of course, they get big when you get mumps. Uh, and, and it's this whole area uh, in front of the ear and below the ear and at the angle of the jaw, you know, the back of the jaw. And that whole area, uh, is a salivary gland that can you know there's cancers that can pop up in that gland there's also cancers that can pop up from the tongue from the back of the throat uh, particularly in, in smokers or chewers uh, cancer of the tongue cancer of the uh, of the mouth uh, and pharynx uh, and then there's also cancer of the voice box. People will get uh, cancer in the you know, vocal cords. Uh, and th- those are areas that you can see. Uh, so uh, pushing a scope down the back of your throat and looking in your voice box uh, is simple, something you can do in the office. Uh, and
0: uh, Able to discover it then? And
1: you can catch cancers. And then there will pe- be people who will present with lymph nodes in their neck and it'll be a head and neck cancer from somewhere, and you just don't know where it started. Um, but the the guest that we had, uh, we had uh, a ears and nose cancer specialist, Dr. John Lee, who uh, is apparently now leaving and going to be the CEO of a big corporation in in uh, California that's doing some healthcare issues. I'm not sure which, but. He has uh, been in, on the cutting edge of treating uh, head and neck cancers with uh, uh, poliovirus and with other viruses. And as you know, you know, we had a brain surgeon on at the time, and uh, head and neck cancers and brain tumors, you know, are all above the neck, uh, in the head, uh, and and they were treating some brain cancers with uh, polio, the uh, virus. Uh, and they've been doing this kind of immune stimulation uh, treatment for cancers that have been, uh, they've been you know, working hard at trying to find a way to make it work, but recently it's been happening. I mean, it's, they're coming to answers in, in that regard. So it's just um, fabulous to be able to, and, and if you've had cancer that spread, uh, this immune uh, tri- type of treatment will, will work sometimes. And if you've got brain cancer, which you you can't cut out because it's in the brain, and you cut it out, and of course the tumor's gone, the but you have no functioning brain anymore. You know, you've lost the patient. You save, you won the the battle, but you lost the war. You know what I mean? So, um, but using immunotherapy, uh, you you can um, take away the tumor, and the brain is still there. You know, or at least it's it's. Um, Residual
0: isn't immunotherapy one of the newest things that is being done for cancer? They found right. that somehow our immune system goes down when you have cancer. Is that mm-hmm. it, or and so you need to fight it? I don't well, quite understand it all. Well, for
1: for um, for f- you know the tumor uh, malignancies are are your own tissue that have gone awry,
0: and they're trying to figure out why they went awry. You right. already have those. Tissues, Every
1: cell that, that uh, turns into cancer came from your cell. You right? already had it. You so had you that had cell it. in your body. So it knows some things about you, and sometimes it knows how to resist your own immune system. But if you can trigger um, an immune response by changing the cancer cell a little, and then the your immune system goes, Oh, this is a foreign body. This is uh, something that we will attack. And... Um, and then uh, go after it. Uh, you know, you think about it. There's cancers that th- 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 the theory is that there's cancers that pop up all the time, and that uh, your body just kills that one and kills that one and kills that one and kills that one, and then somewhere along the line a cancer will pop up, and it knows how to trick our immune system. Uh, so we have to be f- smart enough to trick our uh, the cancer. Uh, uh, enough to make our immune system being, be able to recognize it.
0: You know, there isn't a scientific research I, that I know of that supports this, but there's some belief that possibly when you lose a loved one very close to you, within six months you may have cancer. Does, have, yep. Is no, that I've heard something that. out of I, no, no, old I, wives' tales? No, no, or is there no, something no. to there, it?
1: there is a lot about uh, emotional loss, that brings on death from several different reasons. You know. So
0: your immune system goes down probably when you're depressed or something. Uh, well, Who knows? Abso-
1: yeah. And what kind of uh, appetite do you have? How much nutrition are you getting? How much exercise are you getting? Sink- sitting in a dark room, moaning and not being happy. You know, and I'm, I'm not, and your your whole attitude, uh, your vibrant desire to be alive, is is extremely. Uh, important in that the whole picture of what keeps us alive so yes that's that's really true Um, Hmm. i'll tell you another uh, story you you have a a thing called uh, um, um, the name is blocking but it doesn't matter it's a weird name Uh, it's called it's the japanese fishing pot uh, uh, the word for the japanese fishing pot
0: you got me on that, but and at any uh, rate, the what is shape it? Shape
1: of the heart uh, when a person loses somebody dear or near to them, uh, the heart will sometimes dilate and become extremely weak, and uh, uh, the 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 apex of the heart, you know, the point of the heart. Generally, the you know, the heart squeezes. It's sort of like a triangle that closes and pushes it out the top, uh, but the apex, the the point that normally uh is the fulcrum for the squeeze of the heart uh, dilates and you end up with a fishing a japanese uh, fishing pot now a japanese fishing pot is a, a a round pot that has a narrow opening and what they'll do is they'll put uh, some kind of uh, bait within the fishing pot and a octopus will go into the pot because it's small and it can slither and can squeeze into small spots. It'll eat the bait and then it can't get out because it, it expanded because it's full. I mean, it's the same story as the uh, drill a hole in a coconut, the monkey puts his hand through the hole, grabs the meat of the coconut and then he can't, w- get, out. can't get his hand out unless he lets go of the coconut, which he doesn't have enough wherewithal to think to do. Um, and that's a trap. Well, a fishing trap uh, for an octopus is a similar to that whole story. And it's the shape of what the heart does. The base of the heart where, um, is fine, but the apex dilates into the shape of a Japanese fishing pot. And so you see this in people who've had tremendous loss. A uh, little Their bit Their heart
0: more really does break, I guess. They, you know, heartbroken has a good reason it's for that really term. true. My a broken goodness.
1: heart is a real deal. Wow. And so there's a lot about loss and sadness that, that make uh, people more susceptible to many kinds of illness, including cancer. Uh, so our immune system is important. And our, our story tomorrow night is about uh, cancer, head and neck cancer, and, uh, and some about the immune system.
0: Well, we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Dr. Holmes is here, ready to answer any questions you might have of a medical nature. And we have been talking about the very sad story of cancer. And I thought during the break, why don't we talk about something positive, well, the positive story of cancer. When I was 20, if you said cancer, you just wept. You knew that person wasn't going to live. Yeah. Now that I'm not 20 any longer. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. Cancer is not. The end-all, is it? It's no, still a horrible diagnosis, but tell us the positive side. Well, they're
1: there now coming up with absolute uh, uh, better or cures, uh, sometimes uh, pure cure, completely cured. Not always cured. Sometimes you have cancer, and then you just pluck away as it, as it pops up. Uh, and I'm seeing more and more of that. People, um, uh, back when my dad had a metastatic spread to the liver at the Mayo Clinic, uh, they re- resected the single lesion that had spread to the liver. And they found that in many cases, if it spread one spot, uh, if you attack that one spot, uh, it'll, it'll control it. Now, we, you know, I mean, for many years before that, uh, the thought is if it's spreading to a lymph node or uh, around, it's everywhere. So you're not going to get it by going after a metastatic lesion and that's the case still in many situations but oftentimes um, if uh, uh, now they're going after little tiny spreads spots and being successful in in preventing uh, the spread of cancer. There's a lot of advancing um, there are there are new drugs that are uh, unbelievably powerful and effective in certain bloodborne cancers. Of course, bloodborne cancer means it's everywhere. It's av- everywhere if it's being you know spread going through by the, the bl- blood, it's blood it's, throughout it's your it's whole there. system. So uh, I think that that's an important thing. You know, um, you were talking about sadness m- making you susceptible to cancer, but the opposite is also true: that a, a happy heart, you know, laughter. Uh, is the the best cure. There's a lot of data that say that people who have a happy heart and a positive attitude and the glass is full, half full and have uh, tremendous uh, imp- uh, better chances of living long, long periods of time. And, uh, and, and it's heart disease, it's vascular disease, it's cancer, it's, uh, it's many things.
0: So it's good to remain positive in your life. Yes, it is. Even faced with terrible adversity, you can find something good to come out of it, right? Yes, you you can. Okay. And even the diagnosis of cancer is not any longer a death sentence. It just isn't. For many, many people, they are survivors. Yes. Which is good. Exactly right. Good. Well, we haven't had any calls come in yet. They must all be listening to whatever you have to say about cancer, right? Yeah. Well, Well, the one thing that I'm sure is on people's mind, though, is the... uh, Z- Zika fi- virus and the mosquitoes. I've got a few mosquito bites. I just read today that when they, um, when they find someone with that virus, with a mosquito bite from that virus, they can do uh, a circle around that person's home or where they've been. And that mosquito probably lives within a three block radius of had you heard that?
1: No. You, well, it's I can understand weird. that it's yeah.
0: true. Because mosquitoes don't travel that far. So they'll try to rule out any mosquito breeding in that area, which I found interesting. They ring it. Uh, they ring you know, the area.
1: Uh, if you talk to epidemiologists, they'll talk to you about uh, how they, they destroyed polio and eliminated polio uh, in the world. So when they'd have a, a village that it would pop up in a village, they would go in there, and they would surround the village with vaccination. So everybody who hadn't had a vaccination would get a vaccination. Anyb- anybody uh, traveling into the village would get a vaccination. No one would be allowed to exit the village that could be carrying it. And they would ring it with uh, a vaccination, that, and it just isolates it out, and it just dies right there.
0: And that's how they eventually eliminated that. polio.
1: That's how they... they uh, control epidemics uh, you isolate it and you don't let it spread and then the uh, the worst thing you can have is somebody panicking and then traveling um, because then they're spreading it all right, right. It's, it's sort of like the ash beetle um, uh, if you don't carry the the beetle into the uh, South Dakota from Omaha Nebraska with firewood uh, it it's probably not going to spread very quickly if you can stop the spread of the beetle, uh, it'd be a, a good thing. I'm, f- I'm afraid, though, that's not going to work. Uh, well, but we've had
0: that problem with Dutch elm disease, and really this community's done a good job fighting that.
1: Right. You, you try to isolate it. If there's a sick tree, then you, you clear around it if you can, or at least uh, try to do what you can to prevent it spread, and, th- and that's epidemiological 101, you know what I mean?
0: Sounds good. Well, you know, next week we're going to have our guest, Paul Johnson, and he's an e- epidemiologist. No, no, he no, Indo. no whats he? Uh, epidemiologist
1: me. means the epide- uh, epidemic, study of epidemics. He is a bug Ent- specialist.
0: Entomologist. That's it. I couldn't think of the word. Entomologist. <laughs> Boy, I'm Not so good with this English language. Epidemic. No, <laughs> no, no. Specialist, no. but it's an entomologist. Entomologist. Specialist. Right, and he discovers the connections of. Uh, well, he'll talk about it next week. He loves bugs.
1: He does. He, he thinks bug bugs man. are really great. So, has anybody been watching the move, the TV show, Brain Dead? No. Oh my God. Brain Dead. Huh? It is. Um, it's a tv show that's the summer you know a yeah, summer, summer film development and uh it's in washington dc and it's all full of politics and um and so on but uh there's been an invasion from somewhere you know a a, a meteorite of a weird ant that crawls in your ear and then eats your brain and destroys you. This There's probably a good reason I oh, haven't watched it. back. <laughs> it, it it's the creepiest thing I think I've ever oh. seen. It just scares the liver. I can't stop watching it, though. It's oh. very, very interesting.
0: I haven't gone to a horror movie since Abbott and Costello met uh, Frankenstein. Uh. <laughs> I was <laughs> four years you? old when I saw that. <laughs> I was so scared, I will not go to horror movies. I just won't go to them. So I'm sure I'm not going to be watching the *Brain Dead*.
1: I I, I'm, I live on on my shirt sleeve or something because I it it just drives me crazy. You know those kinds of horror movies. I just go. A lot ballistic. of people
0: love them. I know. I can't
1: understand it. I, I don't understand it, it. Just drives me crazy. I can't I can't take. You can't stop that watching. It. No, yep. it 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 scares me. But
0: you terribly. must enjoy being scared.
1: Well, obviously there's a there's a psychology there about why people like to go to horror movies. They like it because it's not real, and they're not killed by it. you know. And I don't know, Bob, do you have a philosophy on why people like horror movies?
2: You bring along a date, and then any time a scary <laughs> scene comes, you can she cuddle a little in, bit. That's right. Jumps into your arms. That's right. The
0: only reason for you to go to a horror movie is to get an extra cuddle. Huh? Or
2: Beth would say, I don't have to go because I'm married and living one. So,
0: <laughs> Well, it's one thing I just don't go to. My kids laugh because I... You know, I love movies. I've been to every movie. If there's a horror movie, they know mom's not going. Oh.
2: So we have this earwig invasion right now. You may have seen them scurrying around the back door. Do you remember the old, uh, it was like Twilight Zone where, see, the old wives' tale is earwigs crawl in your ear at night right. and they tunnel through your brain. Right. Uh-huh. So this this guy in the hospital bed. He's been delirious. And the doctor comes up and he goes, I can't believe it. This is the first evidence ever of, of a human being that's been infected with an earwig. That's actually survived. This earwig female has eaten its way all the way through your brain, and you're still alive. That's never happened before. That's really something. You, you. you. But the bad news is, it laid eggs in your brain, and they're yeah. going to hatch soon. So, it's like <laughs> <laughs> the end. You know? That was that.
1: That was the the TV show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, god. <laughs> Terrible. Just
2: I mean. terrible. So I did the it's mortal fear after seeing that where I would stick cotton in my ears and go to bed okay. at because I was so, <laughs> afraid. Oh, you so I, afraid. I it? share your fear oh. that, yep. Jones. So. Yeah. I, I watched um, the, uh, what was it,
1: the, the werewolf, the original werewolf story with Lon Chaney. With Lon Chaney. Uh, when I was a little boy at my grandmother's house in Springfield, Missouri. And it my my sister was in the living room watching it and screaming and, and enjoying <laughs> and screaming bloody murder and I had to run out of the room because I c- you were scared the, the guy was changing into a monster and I was afraid that would happen to me you know well <laughs> it scared me so bad I couldn't sleep for f- you know and of cu- course one of the things is there was a plant that had something to do with it there was a plant somewhere well of course I went to bed in my grandma's you know spare bedroom place and there's all these african violets oh, all over the place i mean oh my gosh it's Uh-oh. drawing that i'm going to change <laughs> you knew you would die uh. there
2: was an actual human werewolf or wolfman in our town his name was uh, dan loomer and he was completely covered with body hair from his neck to the his toes and he was he was just so scary he was so hairy and we were convinced he was a werewolf. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, there's a, there all these horror stories are really based on some medical fact because there is a uh, illness uh, that uh, has to do with hair. There is an illness that, where people go bizarre at night, um, and the the real illness uh, that brings on zombies, of course, um, is rabies. The story of zombies oh. comes from rabies, uh, because you are bitten. Uh, You're going to get it. It's going to kill you, no question about it. But before you die, you go crazy. And the truth is, that's exactly what happens with rabies. Wow. I mean, so, I I mean, So almost all
0: of these horror stories really come out of some medical condition that may be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're going to take our final break. We'll be back right after these words. Hi, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We kind of got off topic there with our horror movies and our horror stories. Medical medical Medical, issues. Yeah,
1: truly, you can take medical issues uh, almost anywhere. But I think horror movies uh, do fit the medical topic because it has to do with our psyche and there's mental uh, uh, conditions um, and states that are related to it. Now, I mean, you know, I don't know where I want to go with that, but the, there are. And also, there's medical illnesses that have brought us to horror movies.
2: You ever notice, though, in any horror movie, there's usually always some mad doctor involved, too? Yes, so. there is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so You've noticed I, that, Rick, have I, <laughs> I want you to know I wrote a article for the Pharos, which is an honors literary medical journal uh, on Frankenstein. And the major thrust of the story is that Frankenstein uh, betrayed the medical ethic of safety and, first of all, do no harm. And so uh, it's important that if you're going to explore methods of treating cancer, for example, that you don't cause problems. Uh, I mean, you know, we've been Do able, no harm, right? First of all, do no harm, and that's an important issue. Well, we're running out of time, aren't we?
0: Well, we are, so, and we hope that uh, you'll keep in mind tomorrow night there will be discussion on cancer on South Dakota Public Television at 7 o'clock Thursday night. For now, we do hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc Radio program and we will listen again But for this program brought to you by the Avira Medical Group Brookings. As always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Thank you for joining us today. Rick, that's all to next week.
1: Thank you, Joan, and thank you, Bob, and stay healthy out there.